Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It is another edition of Phillies Today. I'm your host, James Seltzer. It is Tuesday, June the 2nd as we continue to trudge on in the crazy, crazy world that we're living in, a tumultuous, upsetting world that we are living in right now. But um, here, uh, again, as we said yesterday, obviously a lot going on right now. Uh, you know, We've had a lot going on for the last few months, and now obviously even more going on with the protests and everything. And addressed yesterday that the, here at Phillies Today, where the whole point is to be here to, to try and provide a distraction um, to talk some baseball and uh, continue to do that. Obviously, with what I said yesterday, still here and, um, you know, doing the best we can to make it through this tough time. Speaking of, of baseball, there is more to get into. It seems like every every day we have a new plan, a new threat of a plan, a new this, a new that. So, so more to get into is um, it is the never-ending story that uh, is uh, frustrating and, and upsetting, and we continue to, to deal with it is this um, this dispute between the players and the owners. And um, we'll get to a Ken Rosenthal, Evan Drellick piece from The Athletic in a second. As, uh, you know, the last plan we've talked about is the 114-game plan proposed by the players after the owners produced the 82-game plan that was obviously not met well on the player side. This plan from the players not met well on the owner side as we continue to do this infuriating dance back and forth of, Public negotiations. I'll dive into this in a second. I was struck today um, on WIP. Uh, we talked about the concept of do we think that there will be a season? And it feels like the vast majority of people really do not believe baseball is going to figure this out. And that's understanding, uh, you know, understandable when you think about how how much animosity there has been on both sides, and and how it seems like there is neither side willing to budge even close to an amount where the other side could meet them in the middle, so to speak. But um, I was struck. I was struck by it. I would say 90-plus percent of callers thought that there was not going to be a season. And um, I- I'm I'm surprised by that. Again, I am still, even sitting here, even dealing with this, what we're about to talk to, another volley back and forth in the public, another 
continuation of this infuriating situation that we've dealt with as baseball fans in a time where it's not what we want or need millionaires and billionaires arguing over money publicly in front of everyone. The last, last, last thing we need right now. Um, uh, but I've still been under the belief, and granted, maybe I'm an optimist, and we read the Bob Nightingale, talked about the Bob Nightingale piece from last week where he said there will be baseball, they will figure it out, bet on it, all that stuff. Um, I still lean in that camp where, in the end, I feel like there's just too much to lose that, in the end, cooler heads will prevail. But, man, it is um, – that is – now it appears the minority opinion. It appears that for a long time uh, my opinion that, that they will figure it out and baseball will happen was the, the predominant opinion. Now it feels like that's flipped, and it feels like more people are pessimistic than optimistic about a baseball season happening. And, and again, it's very understandable if we're – just going by what we're seeing in the media and the back and forth and how far apart these sides are and how dug in they both seem to be on their side of this argument. Um, I get it. I understand. The signs have not been positive. There's not been any positive movement whatsoever. At any point, this whole annoying thing. Um, no positive movement. Um, I'm still, again, and I understand that position, I'm still of the belief that baseball will happen. I am certainly less strong in that belief than I was last week or the week before that or so on and so forth. It's certainly waning as as they do continue to at every turn just appear to be at an impasse where, where neither of these sides will budge. Um, I'm still choosing to believe there will be a baseball season, but I get it, and I get that it's a minority. And I look, um, it's a frustrating time to be a baseball fan. And... Uh, rely on these people to make this happen is starting to feel like a um more of a hopeful thing than a real thing and i don't know let's get to this uh rosenthal drelic article as um the owners responded to what the players had to say um we'll read from the article react rosenthal and drelic say no pro- uh, the uh, the the title of the article by the way after heated meeting on player play MLB threatens 50-game schedule. So we heard the you know, 114, that's the response. Here we go. Uh, no proposal, no further negotiation scheduled. Clock ticking, the article says. While Major League Baseball is considering playing 50-odd games in 2020, unless the players agree to further reduce their pay, it is not yet planning to present such an idea to the Players Association, according to sources with knowledge of the MLB's thinking. The league's stance was first reported by ESPN on Monday evening, roughly 24 hours after Union made a proposal for a 114-game season to the league in a digital meeting. The message from the league is clear, and some on the player's side interpret it as a threat. You want the prorated salaries we agreed upon in March? You'll get them, but only for the number of games we want to play. That is exactly how I took it when I first saw this, when Pass and Jeff Passan tweeted it out um, yesterday evening. That was my first thought was, wow, it's a threat. They're coming right back at them and saying, all right, fine. Um, again, just another example of animosity and, and acrimonious relations. And uh, but But that's where they're coming from. The article goes on. Others on the player side, however, believe the league's willingness to pay the full prorated salaries for even a limited number of games creates the potential to negotiate upwards. So that's a positive spin on it from some on the player side. In a meeting with the union Sunday, the league mentioned playing as few as 40 games in 2020. 
But as of late Monday night, Major League Baseball had communicated its intentions directly to the Players Association and did not plan to make a counterproposal, sources said. Tony Clark, the Major League Baseball Players Association Executive Director, said in a prepared statement, this is all part of the league's attempt to negotiate through the media instead of focusing on how to bring baseball back to its fans. That I agree with, and that has been something that has happened from the jump. The owners have negotiated through the media from the beginning of this. Their whole intent has been to paint the players in a bad light rather than trying to figure this out. I do believe that. I think Tony Clark is dead on right about that. And it's outrageous. It's upsetting. And there's a reason I've been on the player's side from the beginning of this. Um, now I'm at the side where I just figure it out, as you know, if you've heard me talk. But very frustrating. Totally agree with Clark there. Article goes on. However, from the league's perspective, the chances of the union declining to play out of concern for health and safety seems to be growing smaller. The union offered comments on the league's original 67-page paper, and the league mostly signed off on them, one source said. Still to be negotiated, the ability of players, both high-risk or not, to opt out of the season entirely. And that was a part of the players' plan from yesterday, the idea that the players who felt high-risk or were related to high-risk people or whatever would be have the option of sitting out the season and still getting paid. It is interesting that Rosenthal puts that in there about the health and safety, though. That, is, that has been another sticking point. Um, you know, that should have been the only sticking point. We all agree, you know, that's been part of the undercurrent for all of people's issues with this is that the health and safety is what matters. That's the thing they should be focusing on. The money part should be the secondary issue. Instead, the money part has clearly been the first number one issue with baseball. And as we're seeing there, that's Rosenthal basically saying, Hey, for more, more or less the, the safety and health stuff is good. We're good with that. That's figured out. It's the money thing. That's an issue. The article goes on. Major League Baseball stance indicates a reading that it might be in position to unilaterally implement a schedule. If the sides ultimately do not reach a new deal and the commissioner proceeds to schedule 50 to 60 games, the union could object, citing a passage from the March Agreement that requires the commissioner's office to use best efforts to play as many games as possible. So essentially what, what this is saying is that Major League Baseball believes that they might have the right to force the players to play a 50-game schedule based on what they offered before, based on the agreement reached in March, whereas the players believe that agreement is, is about the prorated salaries. We've talked a lot about that, and that there's no wiggle room on that. The owners are basically saying, fine, you'll get your prorated salaries, but as per that agreement, we have the right to just schedule a 50-game season. So again, there's a lot of back and forth, obviously, again, publicly. The article goes on. The sides might not agree on what constitutes a best effort, in no small part because they differ on what the sports economics will look like in 2020 with the gates closed for most of the season, if not at all. The league says it would lose money for every regular season game played. The union remains skeptical, continues to await additional documents that could prove MLB's financial position, and believes players warrant their full rate of prorated salaries in part because of the health risks associated with playing during the COVID-19 pandemic. You know I agree with that second part. We've talked about that. They're taking all the risk. I, I think they deserve their prorated salaries. Um, I think the other part, which is something we've talked about, which is the most ridiculous part of this, is that the idea that Major League Baseball is claiming they're going to lose all this money, but refusing to prove it. This is not that hard. If you want the players to believe that you're losing millions and billions of dollars this year playing games in empty stadiums, show them. Show them. Why is this so hard? Prove it to them. 
one of the big reasons the players have been so staunch in their argument against this is because the owners are refusing to to prove their side of the discussion. They're just saying, believe us. This is what it is. Trust us. Why would they? Why should they? Why would anyone? So I think it's a big part of that that has not got enough play. Open up your books, owners, if you want people to believe you that you're crying poor here. There's a bunch of billionaires crying poor. I don't know how anyone could believe it if they're not willing to prove it. The article goes on. Meanwhile, the union's offer to defer $100 million in salaries with interest if the postseason is canceled failed to make an impact with league officials who say their teams do not want to pay the proposed interest on deferrals and take on additional debt. Okay, whatever. Article goes on. The league also believes that union leaders, in conversations with players and agents, misrepresented the meaning of a key phrase in that phrase in that March agreement. In a section dedicated to restarting play, the agreement require, requires the parties to quote unquote discuss in good faith the economic feasibility of playing without fans. Which prompts the question: which side determines what is feasible? Ultimately, the league believes the phrase simply conveys that if fans cannot go to the game, a new deal to be discussed. Um, that's been a crux of the discussion this whole time. It's been one of the big issues is, is that clause in the contract. The player saying, we get our parade salaries, and the owner saying, no, 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 we have that clause in there. Unbelievable how much, um, how hard it's been to, to decide what that clause means and what 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 should become because of it, right? I mean, it has been cited on both sides. Both sides of the argument have cited this clause and fought it. And again, this goes back to the point that if if they opened their books and showed the players, maybe it'd be a different discussion. And furthermore, the whole discuss in good faith part is 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 asinine as well. Because at no point have either of these sides, particularly though the owners negotiated good faith. The owners have yet to put anything in front of the players that they actually know that the owners, the players would even consider. The article goes on. Another part of the agreement, dedicated to player compensation, gives players a salary based on how many games are actually played. Quote unquote from Clark. We have an agreement on compensation that says clearly how players get paid in the event games are played prorated. Clark said in his statement Monday. In fact, the league recently confirmed in writing that we agree with the association that under the agreement, players are not required to accept less than their full rate prorated salary. So that's Clark's stance, obviously. Article goes on. Unsurprisingly, the meeting between the two sides Sunday grew heated, sources said. Clark and Commissioner Rob Manford were on the video call along with top lawyers on both sides. At the heart of the dispute were comments Clark previously had made to Manfred, apparently acknowledging the expectation of a new negotiation. Clark responded to that. He said, we have never denied that Major League Baseball has the ability to come back and try to persuade us to change the agreement based on their economic concerns. They've tried unsuccessfully. In fact, Rob confirmed yesterday that we can pay you 100% of the salary right now. So they're saying that the owner's... Saying the 50-game thing is showing, hey, we can afford to pay the period salary, just not for enough games, and, and Clark pointing that out. The article goes on. The sides are also bickering about the reason the union won't entertain a new rate of pay. Is it because the March agreement says the players don't have to, or because they simply don't want to? The league thinks the players have reversed from the former to the latter. 
The union, however, maintains it's the, it's the player's prerogative to continue to reject a second pay cut and insist upon receiving their full prorated salaries. From 10,000 feet, both sides appear to be exercising basic powers they seem to gain in their infamous March agreement. The league is saying you can't stop us from starting the season, and the players are saying you can't make us take less pay. This is great. We're in a great situation here. The article goes on. For competitive reasons, the still the league would still prefer a schedule that is longer than the 50-odd games, but believes fans would be happy to see baseball return in any form. I do agree with that. Again, and, and we'll get into the 50-game thing in a minute, but I'll get into it in a minute. Um, for now, he says, uh, the players are asking to play roughly double the number of games the league is contemplating. But the players have a clear financial incentive to ask for as many games as possible based on their prorated agreement in March. Obviously, that makes sense. The idea that if they're going to get prorated, the more games they play, the more games they pay, so on and so forth. Article goes on. The deadline for an agreement depends on how long the season would be. The fewer the games, the longer the parties can argue. But for an 82-game season beginning in early July, as the league proposed a week ago, players would need to be in spring training part two by the middle of June. The exact drop dead, I don't know. But it has to be within like a week or so. One person with knowledge of discussion set of an 82-game schedule. So yeah, we're, we're up against it, is what they're saying, and that is true. Some people on both sides believe there is room to hammer out a deal that includes changes beyond this year by including protections for free agency this winter or even a minimum payroll commitment for 2021. But negotiating such elements would prolong the process and neither side is moving expeditiously making the approach unlikely. So, yeah, adding more to this just seems like a disaster. Just stick with what you got and figure it out. Article goes on. Long term, these negotiations might serve to galvanize everyone. Players and agents would view a 50-game proposal as the latest in a series of aggressive acts by Major League Baseball, including the tiered pay cuts that piqued their anger last week. The proceedings could eventually color next year's negotiation of the entire collective bargaining agreement. If everything falls apart, the recourse for either side, and possibly for both, would be to file a grievance. But a hearing in front of an arbitrator would be a destructive and time-consuming process that likely would lead to the cancellation of the 2020 season. Such an outcome still seems unlikely. Nonetheless, the parties are making little progress and continue and continue to advance ideas that are quickly dismissed by the other side. A season can still be salvaged, but the tension's only growing. So not a very positive article there. Uh, Jeff Passon with a little more. Passon put out an article about it as well. Said uh, Passon's article. Unable yet to reach a return to play agreement, Major League Baseball has discussed playing a shorter schedule in which it would pay members of the MLB Players Association their full prorated salaries, sources with the familiar told ESPN. Though MLB does not intend to propose this to the players. The possibility of implementing a schedule of around 50 games that would start in July has been considered by the league as a last resort in the event that parties can't come to a deal. So at least there is a last resort, I suppose. <laughs> uh, players have held out for a prorated portion of their salaries based on the March 26 agreement with the league. And an offer Sunday proposed a 114-game schedule that would cover 70.3 of their original salary, 73.3%. A 50-game schedule with prorated... Uh, with full pro rata, would pay the players 30.8% of that number. Language in the market agreement appears to give Commissioner Rob Manfred the right to deliver a season schedule after good faith discussions between the league and the union. Uh, it's interesting. 
So it gives Rob the right to try and force something, it seems. Based on the feedback received from the Players Association, the agreement reads, the Office of the Commissioner will construct and provide to the Players Association, as promptly as possible, a proposed 2020 championship season and postseason schedule, or multiple schedule options, using best efforts to play as many games as possible. We just talked about that with the Rosenthal piece. That's obviously something that is... Um, unsure of what that means. Uh, it goes on. Well, taking into account player safety and health, rescheduling needs, competitive considerations, stadium availability, and the economic feasibility of various alternatives. So there's a lot in there, obviously a lot of outs, so to speak. In the first section of the agreement under the resumption of play heading, it reads, by entering into this agreement, the office of the commissioner, the players association, the clubs and players recognize that each of the parties shall work in good faith to as soon as it pract as it as is practicable commence play and complete the fullest 2020 championship season and postseason that is economically feasible. Again, there's so much wording in there that makes it like the economically feasible part, the practicable commence part. Like, I mean, there are just so many things where it's like, well, there's so much language in here that that is like vague. I don't understand it. Why can't they just, you know? Put it in writing in a more succinct way. There are so many outs here. It goes on. In the first section of the agreement, uh, excuse me, a shortened schedule would run in contrast to what the players sought in a proposal sent to the league Sunday. The league's first proposal to the union offered an 82-game schedule with significant salary cuts. Multiple players told ESPN that they would not abide a shorter schedule, with one saying we want to play more games and they want to play less. We want more baseball. The league which is contended that will lose money each game it plays without fans and with players making their full pro rata, has pushed for a shorter season because of fears of a second wave of coronavirus potentially wiping out its postseason and the revenue that comes with it. The economic feasibility language in the scheduling section also could serve as a rationale from the teams for a shorter season. So, look, there's a lot in there. Um... I understand why people are pessimistic about this right now. As, as you read this stuff, we just go through this stuff. I mean, there are so many outs. There are so many reasons that people can cite to say, oh, no, I don't want to do that, or oh, we don't want to do that, or this isn't going to work, whatever. It just seems like there's more ways out than in, so to speak. Um, the 50-game schedule itself, personally, um, look, I think we all can agree that I don't think any champion that comes from a 50-game schedule will be a real champion. They will have an asterisk next to their title it's um almost like an extended long playoffs type of thing um but i think you know the baseball fan of me is also like wow that'd be super fun every single game would matter every single game we watch would matter every single one that'd be neat i mean there's there's a, a level of that that is unique and could be really fun and again if you ask me do i want 50 game season and playoffs or nothing I'm obviously going to say 50 games. I saw a poll, uh, I think it was maybe been a WIP poll even, where it was, um, would you prefer a 50-game schedule or nothing? And it was like 33% of the people said nothing. I was like, what? Why? Who cares if it's a legitimate title? Who cares if it's, you know, Mickey Mouse? I mean, take what you can get. That's where I'm at at this point. I want to take what I can get. Again, would I like them by 82 games? Yes. Would I like 114 games? Yes. I want as many games as possible. I want as much baseball as possible. I also want it to be the biggest sample size of a regular season we could possibly have to make it as legitimate a season as it can possibly be. But too bad. 
You know, I'd rather have 50 games than nothing. That's crazy to me. It's not baseball like we know it, but it would be unique. It'd be fun. It'd be something we all remember, and it would give, it would open up the entire season. Anyone compete, all of a sudden, it's just a team gets off to a hot 15-game start, and they're they're a real playoff contender. I mean, I think there's a a fun aspect to it that really could create a lot of excitement and could be a really fun thing. Again, it's not legitimate. It's Mickey Mouse, no doubt. It's a clown show when it comes to the history of baseball and all that, but I'd still take it. I still think a 50-game sprint to the finish could be a fun thing to have happen. So while it's not my ideal outcome, I'll take 50 games over none, and I'll feel incredible about 50 games over none on, on a macro scale. I'm so sick of this. I'm so sick of it. I'm so sick of talking about it. I'm so sick of thinking about it. I can't believe that we are sitting here on June 2nd and these guys are still fighting about money. I can't. I can't believe it. I can't believe that where we're at in our country, all that's going on around us in the world and particularly in our country, that these guys, this group of people involved in this on both sides, particularly the owners, but on both sides, that they can't just figure it out. That they can't take losses for you. That they can't get out of their own way. It is so upsetting. It's embarrassing. It's disappointing. And I'm sick of it. So that's where I'm at. And I'm sure we'll talk more about it tomorrow on the next day and the next day. Because it is what it is. got to talk about it. It's news. It's baseball. It's important. But it is incredibly frustrating. And I'm, I'm sick of it. So hopefully these sides can meet in the middle. That's what we've been saying this whole freaking time. Just meet in the middle. Figure this out. Um... But until then, we'll continue to, to watch it and talk about it and hopefully not come out of it um, incredibly sad or upset with how it plays out. So fingers crossed. Um, we'll continue to talk about it tomorrow, I'm sure. So until then, thank you for listening to another edition of Phillies Today right here on the Phillies 24-7 Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.